Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Laura Capon. I'm Pacey Gilmore, and this week we'll be joined by Madame Li Ying, who is a dominatrix who specialises in medical fetishes. I am so excited. How long have I been asking you that we can have a dominatrix on? (laughs) Every week I'll get a slack from LC. Have you found a dominatrix yet? And I'll be like, I'm just looking for the right one. And I've found her. Because to Pacey, she's like, oh, I don't know why you're interested. It's like nothing. And to me, I'm like, wow. (laughs) That's why together we make the perfect couple. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) no, we don't. Um, But before we talk about spanking or whatever yes that's all i imagine they do but we'll we'll find out um i want to talk about single shaming Mm -hmm. um because me and my friends were talking and this is always going to sound tragic because i feel like i always say in our intros i had a cry but this time it actually wasn't me um me and my friends she was like oh i actually had like a big cry the other day and then my friend said she had a cry the same day kind of about being single and like just that oh I feel like no one ever feels sorry for you when you're single. They just question you. Mm-hmm. Right. Think? So, hang on. So, what What was she? <laughs> hang on. You've you're started like, telling an anecdote and then you've said nothing and asked me a question. Why was she sad? What, what were her... She just said that she was thinking about the fact that, like, she's still single, um, that she just really wants... She used the word companionship, which made me feel oh. really sad. Um, and just, you know, when you go back and think about all the times you've been used, you, you know how we love to like replay those things in our head. Yeah. But just how hard it is now to meet someone. And like, why is that? Like, why is it so hard? Like, it shouldn't have to be this hard. And we also said how for some people it seems to come so easily to them. Mm-hmm. And then along that line, we were saying it's really hard because... And I don't want this to sound negative because I'm aware that it can, but I feel like as a single person, you constantly f- are celebrating people in relationships' success. <laughs> yeah. You mean like engagements and... Yeah, buying a house. Moving in together. Having yeah. a baby. And it's really hard because I genuinely am, I don't want it to seem like I'm not happy for those mm-hmm. things because um, I am, but I think it's hard... no I totally get that do you know what I've never thought of that before but what's the alternative for single people like we don't get to I mean maybe if you move into your own place when you're single you still get to have a party but you don't get as many celebrations because they're not recognized in the same way as because like being in a couple and being in love and meeting those milestones is portrayed as like the ultimate goal in life which is just obviously not true um and even like not even just the celebrations part you know like if you meet some people 
say like more acquaintances or friends you haven't seen for a while and they're kind of like they've settled down and maybe they have children mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes having a conversation with them I find it really hard because it's it's like because I've got no <laughs> no major <laughs> milestones to discuss I yeah. feel like I have nothing to say and I feel like they just have nothing to ask me and it's just it's just horrible I can't <laughs> Have you ever had that with someone where you just feel like they're like, so we're doing this to the house? Yeah. And you're like, uh, or I don't know. I was talking about this with my friend the other day who's my age, um, 31 and also recently single. So we're like loving our single in our 30s lives. But a lot of our friends are coupled up in relationships. And we were saying how we feel like we can't sometimes talk to them about what's going on with us in our lives because they kind of put their... Uh, view viewpoint opinion yeah so we'll be like yeah we'll be like oh we're just dating this person nothing's going to happen with them but it's just fun and they'll be like oh but shouldn't you really be looking for something like they're judging us by their standards and it's quite hard to um yeah does that make sense and I feel like some people always say like no like I love to hear about your life like it's more exciting than mine like my Mm mum life kind of thing but then I don't know I feel like I constantly have to like prove that I am like older because I feel just like because I'm not in a relationship, I'm like behaving like a teenager. Totally get that. So single shaming, I spoke to um, the dating expert at Match, Hayley Quinn, about this. And she said, single shaming comes from the idea that being single is somehow lesser to being in a relationship. And she said, um, like, other people can single shame you. Like, say you go to a family party and everyone's like, oh, haven't you met anyone yet? Have you got a, a partner yet? Blah, blah, blah. It, you can also do it to yourself because obviously we've internalised all those messages yeah. as well. And I think maybe that's what you're saying at the beginning. Like, are your friends single shaming themselves? Yeah, I I think I'm single shaming myself. Are you? <laughs> Do you feel yeah. like you're lesser than because you haven't found a partner yet? No, not, um, I know that I don't, but when I'm with certain people, I do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Is that allowed? Yeah, of course. <laughs> love that I'm asking your permission to be <laughs> sad about myself. Is, am I allowed? No, you totally can. And also, on the flip side, people are always like, you should be so happy being single. You've got to be independent and get on with your life and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, also, if you do genuinely want a partner, there's no shame in saying, I want a partner and I want to be in a relationship. Like, we often take it too far yeah, down the self-partnered route, you know? It's like, And also, sometimes it's draining being independent. <laughs> I want to be co-dependent. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd love someone to cook me dinner. <laughs> I'm I mean, sick to be fair, sick. now I'm back at home. I'll send Mick round. That's my that's my that's dad. dad. <laughs> to, to be clear. That's what I mean. But maybe I'm triggered because um, Melon, my brother, who, um, if you remember from that previous episode, won't even write my nan a birthday card, um, has started dating, and I think it's just brought up all this like single shaming. Mm-hmm. feelings and thoughts but it's quite nice to know that my friends also feel it yeah you're definitely not alone in that and we know loads of our listeners and readers feel the same so um maybe we finish on a quote from Haley, the dating expert who says um recognizing your need for intimacy and not just the sexy kind but the emotional kind she said is normal and it's normal to desire more meaningful connections so don't be hard on yourself if you spend time like yearning for intimacy and wanting a partner there's nothing wrong with that Hayley yearning for intimacy that should be on my tombstone I think she heard about your dolphin dream (laughs) no don't bring that don't dolphin shame dream me okay (laughs) on to the spanking 
onto the spanking. We're joined today by Madam Lee, a dominatrix specialising in medical fetishes. She loves dominating men from her very own dungeon, equipped with a dedicated medical room, from nipple torture and foot worship to water sports. She makes all their fantasies come true. Madam Lee, I am so excited to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming. No, thank you for being here. (laughs) I don't know where to start. Um... (laughs) (laughs) we're like too excited we can't get our words out i'm I'm shell-shocked um so i guess how did you become a dominatrix uh it was long time ago uh probably around year 2002 or year 2003 i was living in hong kong back then yeah and um the fetish scene in hong kong is very small i came across a shop that uh, uh, sell um, latex, sex toys, and and stuff like that. Like a sex and shop kind of thing. It's like a sex shop, but I've never seen latex outfit before. Okay. So that's really interesting. But you know, normally sex sex shop sells dildos and you know whatever video but tapes. It got, <laughs> yeah, 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 video tapes. Um, just like any sex shops you see in Soho. Um, but that they they introduced me to the dungeon. They have two rooms there, and uh, the very well equipped, very well decorated dungeon room, furni- leather furnitures um, and stuff. I've never seen anything like that before, and um, that opened my eyes. And they invited me to the party. So my my very first fetish party was in Hong Kong. And um, they didn't know what to wear, so I wore some lingerie. And uh, I went on my own. And I love that. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I saw a, a girl, a lady, wearing a black latex uniform with a cat, you know, that's um, latex policewoman uniform. Mm. And, and, and she was talking to a gim. Like Sorry. have have a a game a boy yeah on collar with a hood and he was on all fours and she looked very serious and she looked stern oh she's incredibly beautiful and um, yeah and 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 then that moment I just I wanted to be I wanted to be like her so yeah that planted the seed. For me to be being a dominatrix. So I'm guessing had you always been like open about sex? Because um, I guess for someone like me who is, you'll find me so boring, Madam Lee. Um, like that whole like how you first like you were just in the sex. Have you just always been from like when you were younger, just um, very open and always wanted to work in that field? Uh, no, I, I'm i very bold person. I am adventurous. I I like to try new things, um, and uh, well, my 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 teenage sex was uh, very boring. It's very vanilla. So, uh, did I answer your question? <laughs> am I allowed? Yeah, am I allowed this? Yeah, but then how did you go from the boring and the the vanilla to um like to? I'm going to a sex party. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, loving that gimp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I as as well, I'm I'm very adventurous, and that looks exciting to me. Okay. You know, yeah, and and uh, I'm always open about sex jokes, and and you know, very. Uh, when people talk about adult stuff, I I just very open about it. Um, but I've never seen anything like that before. I just, it's just like, um, have you ever gone like? walk into a shop and then ah this is it I, I want to I want to uh shop here yeah I know what you mean like I feel like with it's completely different but my job at Cosmo when I did work experience there I was like this is it I want to work here so I, yeah, I exactly think, I can mm. totally relate to that feeling of like oh you finally have found somewhere that you belong oh, yeah 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 beautiful yeah, yeah. and um <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, so that um, that started my journey as a dominatrix. So I didn't become a pro just just that I, I participated and um, talked to people and watch, you know. Um, until I, I I stumbled across a website. It's called a Skin to Rubber Ball. Skin to Rubber Ball. Yeah, it's called Skin to Rubber Ball. It's it. I I don't think uh it's still it is running now, but back then it's a big thing in London, and I flew from Hong Kong to London just to attend the parties. Um, I think it used to be like a weekend thing, and uh, that even um opened up me more to what SM's like. Did you then like train as a dominatrix? Is there like an apprenticeship? Is there work experience? How do you <laughs> apprenticeship? How do you get your certificate in domination? <laughs> I didn't get a certificate in domination, but I, I think a I golden think, whip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I think in America, uh, people do give certificates to like graduate graduate doms. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about here. Well, how I started, I I I I I bought a book. It's called The Dominatrix by Mistress Chloe. Mm-hmm. Um, she's retired now, and um, then I liked the book so much. I finished it. I think within a week. Then I uh, I wanted to meet Mistress Chloe, so I contacted her for training, and um, then I flew from Hong Kong to London uh, to train with her. So I was at a back and forth mm. from Hong Kong, London, Hong Kong, London, and um, attending parties. And um, then I started to see clients. Um, what did the training involve? What was she teaching you? Foot worship. I remember the very first thing. Foot worship, slave training. Yeah. And, and then start using implements like using toys, like floggers, how to use a crop and uh, how to use, like how to do spanking and stuff like that. Was she pra- Was she showing you on you? Was she like spanking you to show you how to do it? Or did you have like um, she, people to test saw, on? Yes, she showed me on her slave. Ah. Yeah. So me, her, we got a slave in front of us and then... Uh, she just show me what to do. So sorry, uh, just hmm. the slave. Um, <laughs> can you just explain that to someone? Again, very vanilla like me, uh, like Madeline. Mm. You will 
I am that you're mm. boring teenage sex. What is a slave? Um, well, in in the in BDSM world, there are submissives, yeah, which is they are they submit to you. They are more um, they like to be overpowered, right? Submissives, or is that yes? They like to be overpowered by women. Yeah, they're submissives, slaves, bottoms, or kingsters. So, what's the difference between a slave and a submissive? Are they slaves? They have um, contracts or to be very honest, I mean, the people who are submissives and slaves, they, they always blend the two together. To me, um, slaves, they usually have a contract with the mistress. They serve one, one mistress and they okay. are usually owned by the mistress or we, we, we call it the collared. That's a ritual. And I guess they just do whatever they're told to do or whatever they're made to do. Yeah, yeah. A slave is more is is obedient. They they cannot negotiate. A slave has basically give up his rights to the dominant in a DNS okay. relationship. Okay, a submissive still retained some rights within the context of the DNS relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes yeah. sense. So yeah, so uh, although a submissive could submit to the dom, um being controlled by the dom, but they still can negotiate the limits, the maybes, you know, but but they but they are not the boss. A slave basically given up everything to the dom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> love, um, <that. laughs> love the sound of that. <laughs> yes. And uh in effect, they are property of the dom. Very nice. So yeah. you trained, how long did you train with them? About six months because okay. it's quite expensive. Uh, well, it's not it, it, It's not within six months. I flew back and forth probably uh, about a year. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you were a, a professional dominatrix. <laughs> well, back then I, I needed to, when I, if I, when I look back, um, Back then, it wasn't very professional, but (laughs) (laughs) I was, okay, it's like a fresh grad, okay? It's like a fresh grad. I still need, but the way I learn is to go go out, see clients, watch other people play and and learn learn from it. I think that's Um, the same with all jobs though, isn't it? Like when you start. Yeah, it's just like. Yep, it's just like all jobs. But now, it, I think the uh, dominatrix training, they are very well, what's the word I need to use? Like they have apprentices, yes. So some dom will take in a couple of students and then train them and then session with them, maybe uh, charge a triple rate to, you know, the double dom, double mm-hmm. dom with them and charge the client a triple rate for the double dom. And and so the the students can learn ah. from so the Madam, experience. Them. Madam Lee, are you uh, bigger dominatrix? Is your full time job that's what pays all your bills? Yes, it is. That's mad to me, is it? That, <laughs> that can be your like, uh, like on a what would you put on like um, a form for your? You know when you have to fill like a uh, like professional form in. What do you put as your job? title you just put dominatrix a professional photographer (laughs) (laughs) which is i 
am in a way. I take photos. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a lie. But, yeah, I'm, uh, it's not a lie, definitely. I think a lot that we are still facing a lot of criticism mm. um, in, the, in the adult industry. What does your day-to-day job look like? You wake up, you go to the dungeon, what happens? I go to the dungeon when I have a when I have a session. Mm -hmm. And what happens in the dungeon? Who do you see? What do they ask for? Yeah. Now, I work with different people. I work with slaves. I work with submissive. I work with bottoms. Bottoms are people who just want to have the physical sensation, but they are not necessarily a submissive. Mm -hmm. They probably have... I have some clients, they have very strong personality, and they just want to work with me to uh, for the physical enjoyment. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes. So the reason I bring this up because there are different rituals to different to different clients. So with a submissive, once they walk into the door, I will ask them to take their clothes off. Mm. Because being naked is exposing their vulnerability. Yeah. So this is a mind a mind thing. I want them to be vulnerable from the start. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, you get that. Yeah. And then they will crawl into the dungeon. Sorry. I lo- oh, I'm obsessed with crawling this week. I've been doing a lot of crawling yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> so they will crawl into the dungeon and um, then I will examine them. Ooh. But not when they're crawling. I will ask them to stand up, to put their hands behind their back, spread their legs and expose even more of the vulnerability. It's a humiliating thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I examine the body. What are you looking for? Anything? Or are you just <laughs> <laughs> like a mole? That chair. lump doesn't look right. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Laura? Sometimes I do. Depends. Some... It depends on the request. If someone likes humiliation, then. I will anal search them. Ah. And if, if yeah. they like humiliation, would that be saying like, oh, your cock's really small or... Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I yeah, love yeah, that. Definitely. Okay. Mm, yeah. Or or do you call that a cock? Oh, that just yeah. rolled off the tongue. Such a pro. Yeah. Do you call this a cock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it looks like a nipple to me. I'm yeah. genuinely a bit terrified. I feel yeah. like I'm a submissive right now. <laughs> yeah, but if you liked that, you would be horny. Oh, I'm yeah, really yeah, into yeah. it. Six, six, six. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So what you, else? So you you strip them and you like kind of maybe humiliate them a little bit, and then what happens in terms of like the play and the depends on what they're asking for. Uh, can you give us some uh, examples of what people might ask for? Uh, people ask for corporal punishment. Which What's is corporal they, punishment? They, corporal punishment is to use uh, tools to. Uh, it, okay. Uh, corporal punishment, including spanking, whipping, uh, flogging. Oh, all this, um, this is what I thought you. Yeah, this is the stuff yeah. I know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not She's seen Fifty Shades. She knows this stuff. 
<laughs> yes, so that's corporal punishment. What kinds of other things might they ask for your clients? Usually, they give me give me uh, give me a list of things, but not exactly what toys they want to use on them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rare. They like corporal punishment, foot worship, water sports, for example. Yeah, and I'm guessing water sports isn't um, with H two O, or is it with H two O? H two O. No. Um, well, I use H2O for something else, but w- mm-hmm. we can talk about it later. Water spot is to urinate on them. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Or make them uh, drink my urine. Mm-hmm. It's, a hum- it, uh, it's also a humiliation thing. Yeah. So, for, for example, if this is what they ask for, that. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And after I... Ex- it's very humiliation-based, the session, mm-hmm. right? I will get them to lick my boots as the sign of worship, and they, they, they usually like that. Then I will instruct them how to lick my boots. For example, I want you to press your tongue harder, whatever, or uh, suck my heels. You know, I just get them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope your boots are clean, Madam Lee, and <laughs> you're <laughs> polishing them. <laughs> no, I have I I have I have clients who just love dirty boots, the, like the sole of the boot when they're dirty. After after I walk around in the dungeon, <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. So, uh, but not uh, of course depends on the client. Some some people just want to lick the leather, but not the sole of the, uh, but not mm-hmm. the sole of the boot. So, um, yeah, that's how I will start. Then. I will put them on the bench and then I start doing corporal punishment on them. Ah. Are they tied up in the on the bench? Yes. Okay. Most of them love love being restrained. Mm. Do you enjoy this as well? Like, uh, does this like sexually excite you as well, or is it just like a I, job for you now? It is both. I, I I do this for a living. Okay, so it is a job to me. But I 
genuinely have the passion to do to to dominate men and what do you like about it yeah what's the passion for yeah i have been thinking about this recently i feel they are sharing the secrets with me mm-hmm. sharing their desire that they cannot share with other people and that's very special to me yeah it's a really trusting position it's to be trusting- in isn't it Yes, it's a trusting position. No matter they are bottom submissive or slaves, I plan the session for them. We, we, we plan it together most of the time. And then we'll, we'll, we'll push the limits, something they can achieve further for the next session. And they like that. Yeah. Like um, whether it's take, take more pain or something more physical challenging. So it's not just a person coming to my dungeon, I beat the crap out of them and then off they go. It's, it's not that. I share a lot of their sexual desires and fantasies. And, and then in a way, I, I, I start to understand what is it that they're thinking. I like the sharing part. I like to understand people. And it's, pre- it's very precious to me that someone is willing to share mm. the secret desires. And a lot of them worried about being judged. A lot of them come to me with a lot of guilt. Um, and if I can do whatever mm. I can to just help them to release that part without worrying about being judged, without worrying, like without thinking they are doing something wrong. And that, that's, that level of trust is very precious to me. I love all my clients. Yeah. And do you see people, you have regular clients who you'll see more than that once? That is why oh, that's planning yeah. session with them is important because they have something to look forward to for the next session yeah I wasn't expecting this to be so emotional (laughs) (laughs) yes um but Madam Lee you specialize in medical fetishes um what is this um what do you do are you a nurse tell us I I am not I was um (laughs) I um I was a manual therapist about for uh, about 20 20 years ago What's a manual therapist? Manual therapist, I it's um, I work with physios, so I do hands-on therapy like craniosacral, okay. craniosacral therapy, sports massage, myofascial release. So I have a very good understanding of anatomy and physiology. And uh, my ex-husband, he he he's a doctor, so we, we've been together for fourteen years, and that's how I learned the trade. Oh, okay. So what kind of um, medical things do you do on your clients? Needle play, catheterization, urethrodilation, simple things like enema play. and uh, What's enema? Enema, enema. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And will this be in like a kind of medical fantasy kind of way? Like you'll be a nurse or a doctor and there'll be a patient and you kind of play on that? Yes. Um, Uh, Medical fantasies comes in different, different types. People, some, some people just like, 
like physical examination by a by a nurse, and some really like the uh, the physical the physical challenge of like having like small procedures, like little, for example, like catheters. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. Do you dress when you do that? Do you have like um, a nurse's uniform? Depends. I go for the comfort most of the time if I am doing something complicated. Um, but some clients, they like to see me in a nurse or a surgeon uniform, then yes. Oh. I, yes, yes. And when you do, I'm just, I don't know why I want to get so involved in this, but when you do it as well, do you then, you know, like your language, how you were saying before you would kind of um, humiliate them. Mm. When you're doing those ones, do you, would you be like, I don't know. Do you still talk like that, or then do you like then talk like a professional doctor? Mo- oh, most of my clients, most of my medical clients, they are not submissive. Oh, okay. yeah. They, w- I talk to them just like a nurse talking to a patient. Just like, hello, welcome to your procedure. This is what I'm going <laughs> to do to you. <laughs> I'm obviously not a professional dominatrix, as you can see. Um, that was so monotone. Pacing. Welcome to your procedure. <laughs> well, they, 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 we, we talk just like normal people. I, they like to, to, uh, they like to know how it's done. So I will explain to them how, how this is done, or when I'm, I'm putting a catheter inside them, mm. then I will. Uh, explain okay now it is in you see your urine is flowing out that means the catheter is in your bladder yeah you know that that kind that kind of thing yeah 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 and so I know it's not always like a a sexual thing right so would they be masturbating or is it more like they then take the memory home and they go and masturbate to that or is it nothing to do with getting take off the, take the memory home makes me just think of like disney world do you know what i mean like take that yeah, memory yeah, yeah. home <laughs> i've ruined it <laughs> <laughs> well i see how the session go okay yeah um some clients they they like you see it's an overpowering thing that not letting them to come in the session okay uh, the, uh, the, uh, well, sorry, overpowering is not is not the correct word. It's a denial. Some 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 clients like the denial. Do you of their orgasm. Yeah, yeah. The you're orgasm. Con- yeah, you're yeah. stopping them from coming. Yeah, stopping them from coming. So there are things that I would do. Like uh, I'm I make them masturbate, but they're not allowed to come. They will have to go home with a hard on. <sighs> what do you do if they come? When you told them not to? Uh, there are accidents. Like, you know, <laughs> I asked them not to come, but they did. And, um, well, this is gross, okay? You can... <laughs> We're up for it. We want to hear yeah. it. <laughs> I make them eat their cum. Oh. Ah, like as a punishment. Yes. Yes, I make them eat their cum. And uh, there are clients, I would <laughs> force them, force them to come. For example... Um, I was use a use a vibrator on them, mm. and then I just I just make them come, but oh. I will ask them to look into my eyes, so we have this <laughs> eye lock. You see, that's a control thing as well. They were tied up. They were not having. They're not having a hard on. So having a, not having a hard on, but I make them hard. They they they. they there's nothing that they could do because 
because they are restricted, they're restrained. Yeah, I just make them hard. And then I, I look into the eyes and then I said, you will come for me, whether you like it or not. So I'm terrified they, again. I'm <laughs> I honestly, that would be so intense as well. Just that it is. Yes, I can imagine. Is. Yeah. If you're into that. Um, yeah. 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 Some of them, I'll give them a homework. Oh, what homework do you give? I hope you're a fair grader. <laughs> they're, no, they're not allowed to come in a session, but you know, after they masturbated, they're, they're very hard. And then I send them home. I send them home. Then I will ask them, go to the shower. You have to think about me. And then you start masturbating. And I want you to take a photo of your cum in your hand and send mm. it to me. So it's feel it's a bit it's like uh, the a real session. project you're saying there. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a prolonged session because they have something to think about. Yeah, you kind of keep the fantasy going. Yeah, yeah. And you told us a bit at the beginning, and we told you to stop because we wanted it um, when we were recording about mummy dom. So yes. what is mummy mummy dom? I I don't know where this word comes from, but I think some people are drawn to mature women. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And of course, their mummy and son play. It's like a fantasy thing, but that's not what I do. But they they just like, uh, they like mature women. They like being dominated by a mature woman or, or I, I have a client who likes to call me mum mm-hmm. okay a bit like the i feel like the like a daddy thing like mummy yeah yeah daddy. yeah yeah mummy daddy and i wants to be punished by mummy uh mm-hmm. could i ask because when we spoke last you told me about a woman who sent her husband to see you and he had like a letter would you mind yes. telling us that story oh yes Ooh. uh it was many years ago a wife sent her husband to me for a session and then he came with a letter. What had she written in the letter? Well, I, I don't remember the details, but there are a, a list of things that she would like me to do on her husband because this is something that she cannot give him. Ah. Oh, so she knew she wasn't like fulfilling his Yeah, she needs. knew, she knew, yeah. In the letter, she said thank you. And then she gave me a list of things that uh, to do to her husband because she couldn't do it herself yeah it's not really her thing and she loved her husband so much then she would like him like his fantasies to be fulfilled I think that's lovely I think a lot of people think yeah it's quite sweet yeah yeah. Yeah. don't you think people think men going to see a dominatrix are like doing it behind their wives backs but actually that's so nice she's like I want him to have what he wants I can't give it to him yeah 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 which is lovely Uh, yeah it it was lovely um it was one of the one of the best sessions that I've had I've had yeah did he come back and see you again no he he he, uh, it was only one session yeah 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 and and you did have a female client once did you yes that that was long time ago too I remember I worked in a dungeon called the English Dungeon. It was in East London. I had a that female client, she's paraplegic. So uh, she she was on a wheelchair. Mm. And uh, all she wanted, it was a lovely session. All she wanted is to have an orgasm. Had she not had an orgasm before? No, 
No. Uh, yeah, I don't think she had any sexual experience. Yeah. If my memory served me right. And um, we did the session. I remember I used the vibrator on her. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an hour session, but she didn't come in the end, but she had that experience of sexual gratification, probably on the emotional level. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess that goes back to what you were saying before, where the part of your job people wouldn't think of is that they can. I imagine she probably hadn't told many people about, do you know what I mean? I imagine she'd really opened up to you and you were able to give her something that no one else could? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, even I talk about it now, it, it, it's, it's very touching still. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think a lot of our listeners and readers might want to be more dominant during sex, but maybe feel like a little bit scared or nervous. What advice can you give them? Like, how can they gain confidence in the bedroom and be more dominant? Um, one thing is to discuss be open and discuss with the partner. Okay. Yeah. And um, and then you just take one step at a time. Try, just take one step at a time. Try small things and then build it up. And then your confidence will build up. But communication is the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the partner's response, the partner's positive response will give you confidence. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. But just don't do anything you think is right, but it might not be suitable for the partner. She might not like it. He or she might not like it. Mm-hmm. As you get more response, then your confidence builds up and then you can plan something else or you can you can do something new. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah, take baby steps. Yeah. Or watch movies. <laughs> do you mean porn I, movies <laughs> Lee? well porn is great uh, <laughs> we well, know <laughs> yeah yeah seriously um porns are great uh some websites give quite good information about like being dominant in a bedroom but yeah. uh yeah still try try small steps i like the idea up. that as you kind of as your partner responds that makes you grow in confidence i think that's of really course. nice because we yeah. don't just magic confidence out of thin air um, no yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not only not only in BDSM, but in sex. Yeah. So what has being a dominatrix taught you about sex that people might not know? You mean on a physical level or? Emotional, <laughs> really. It's such a broad subject. <laughs> yeah, I guess both physical, emotional. Because um, obviously you see so many people and they're so open and mm. honest with you. Mm. And sex is still like such a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So I feel like you are like a fountain of untapped knowledge. Communication, sharing, and uh, there are other body parts that you can play with. <laughs> oh, like what? <laughs> what body parts? Other body parts can, can be arousing in sex play. Such as? Like the head. I love a head massage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shame me, guys. No, don't, I just, you're so pure. I just, kink, kink shaming me. <laughs> no, we're not at all. <laughs> wow, it, 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 it's, a, it, it's a big subject. Seriously. Well, you said to me, I think I asked you this on the phone before, and you said to me what you've learned is that it's all about the balance of pain and pleasure, the erotic and the sensual. So would, can you talk a little oh, bit yes. about that? Erotic and sensual, uh, pain and pleasure, right? I build up pain by giving pleasure at the same time. So if I want to 
go further with the pain, if I want to get, give more pain, I will, I will at the same time give some pleasure. For example, if I'm caning a guy, um, if I want him to take more pain for me, then I will give you a little bit, like I start stroking his cock and make him hard. Mm. Yeah, then I give him You're more pain. <laughs> it's making me hard, if I'm honest. So I give pain and pleasure at the same time. Yeah, because I think people imagine it's all just like pain, pain, pain. But what you're saying is it's a delicate balance of the two. It is, yeah, it's a delicate balance of the two. And uh, BDSM sessions can be erotic. Yeah, and I guess it's so interesting what you said about communication as well, because that's something I feel that comes up with every person we speak <laughs> to on here. Do I mean about communication, um, both in like relationships and in sex? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in, in all relationships... Communication, it's very important, not only in sex, but in daily life. Yeah. Right? So do you think without communication, you can't have great sex? Definitely. I mean, the emotional bonding in sex comes from communication, comes from openness, comes from acceptance, comes from trust. That's a nice thing to end on. People, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much. Okay, then. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, so Laura <laughs> all I could think was throughout that is um, after you said about the water sports I bet she has to stay really hydrated mm, <laughs> do you know what yeah. it means to like pee on demand like that um, <sighs> I found that fascinating you loved it I kind of did I'm smiling under here um, and I really don't want it to come across like we shame anyone and I, d- I hope it doesn't because I think she Madame Lee did a really good job of explaining but you know it's just that thing when you realise how different like my desires are like my head mm-hmm. my little head massage <laughs> <laughs> all laura um, wants is a head massage she doesn't want to be peed on <laughs> that's okay um, laura <laughs> but yeah i also do find her terrifying i feel like when she goes into her you know and she's like i'd hate to straight your cock i was like yeah. oh, god like you didn't like that I liked that. I was scared. I was scared, but th- oh. but that's the thing. It's not my thing, is it? I'm. I definitely am not a submissive. Maybe I'm. A- does that mean I'm a dominant? You could be. Oh my goodness! You should go. So she does workshops where she teaches people how oh to be dominant. God. Maybe when things are a bit safer, you could go and do that. Could you imagine me doing it? <laughs> yeah, I actually really could. I think that you'd ace it. <laughs> be like stare into my eyes. <laughs> Yours would all be Jaws-related roleplay. It's all she ever talks about. <laughs> Wouldn't um, it? But I just found it, like, just I'm genuinely fascinated. Um, and, yeah, like the woman that sent her husband with a letter. That's what I love about it. It just shows, like, it's not this secretive, dirty thing that people are doing behind closed doors. And it's actually, like, it's almost like therapy in a way. Yeah, because I guess if you do know that you are into not mainstream not you know like the mystery position with the lights off <laughs> mystery <A>. position <laughs> <laughs> missionary let's do a um, mystery position tonight <laughs> baby <laughs> um to know that you have someone like madam lee who's not going to judge you in any way like i feel like there's nothing she'd judge you for yes she wouldn't which is actually really nice and refreshing in a time when like we're judged for everything but yeah, I'm just I'm just not into like I'm just not a bootlicker, you know. Also, I'm, I'm not many things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm off to lick some boots myself. Would you would, would you go to a dominatrix? No, only because 
I don't have the money and it's it's really expensive and um I feel that I can get my needs met uh by partners actually because I don't have too extreme a, a kink or anything but I would definitely be really interested in trying to do her job like I would love to know what it's like I'd love to go and train with her oh my god we could do it a bit like um you know <laughs> you know Paris and Nicole <laughs> the simple series. life yeah <laughs> What would this be? We called? could do that. The, the simple life. We the dumb try. life. <laughs> yeah. The dumb life. Although, you yeah. You see I... two girls, they think they're rich. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. But it would be us with whips. <laughs> anyway this brings us to the end of this episode of cosmopolitans all the way with thanks to madam lee for joining us and to you guys for listening if you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas message us on twitter or instagram at cosmopolitan uk cosmopolitans all the way with is recorded by number eight studios remotely and is available to download on all the usual podcast apps catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.